You're listening to Faith for Normal People, the only other God-ordained podcast on the internet. I'm Pete Enns. And I'm Jared Bias. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the podcast. Before we get started, Pete's new book, Curveball, When Your Faith Takes Turns You Never Saw Coming, or How I Stumbled and Tripped My Way to Finding a Bigger God, has officially been released into the wild. That is a long title. Yeah, That's gonna, almost like I chapter one. I was going to say it, but... The, the title is chapter one. Exactly. You've okay. already made it a tenth of the way through the book if you I just know, read the title. That's basically all you need to know. So so you don't have to... You can buy the book, but you don't have to read it. You know what's really cool here, though, Jared, is that the timing here between the release of this book and our new podcast, Faith for Normal People... Uh, nobody planned this out. Yeah, people it's may not believe weird. that, but we're really just not that smart. We're not. We don't plan at all. <laughs> you should, folks, you have no idea. But anyway, the, the thing is that the book and the podcast are very similar in this sense. It's sort of asking the so what question. And, and how have my experiences in life, just minding my own business, how has that affected how I think about God, Christianity, Jesus, the Bible? And that's a lot of what we're going to be covering in the podcast. So it's sort of nice how these two things are, they're complementing each other. Yeah. And in some ways, it's also, it's not coincidental because it makes sense that these have been your experiences and these are the conversations that we've been having over the years. And so to have them come out about the same time, Faith for Normal People and Curveball does make sense. I thought you were going to say that it's not coincidental because God orchestrated it. (laughs) Have you been listening the last six years? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so all that to say, if this podcast resonates with you today, maybe pick up a copy of Curveball because it's going to extend that into Pete's personal journey and how this concept that we're going to be exploring over the next, hopefully several seasons of Faith for Normal People has played out for Pete in his faith journey. So hopefully you can learn something from that. You can get Curveball wherever you buy books and don't forget to leave a, a leave a four-star review. So then Pete uh-huh. has, he has incentive to keep writing. You don't want it. I'm just kidding. I thought of it. Give that it way. five stars, even if you hate it. Yeah. Because you have to balance out the people who are going to give one stars who don't even read it. <laughs> they just say, oh, Pete ends. Ugh, one star. So you got to balance that out. Five star review. And like Pete said, you don't have to read it. Just buy it. Just buy it. There are other ways to engage our faith outside of just reading and rereading and rereading the Bible. So the faith for normal people, for me, is about exploring those other tools. A healthy view of the Bible and our faith will lead us to the conclusion that people of faith need to engage other sources and other fields, other parts of culture. That's not a loss of faith. That's not like a secularization, but that's always been part of the Christian tradition. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Well, it's that time, folks. It's time for us to talk about microdosing. 
Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing can help you get into a relaxed, focused zone easier and stay there longer. It has benefits for workout recovery, sleep, anxiety relief, boosting creativity, and even pain relief. You know, Jared, I have a really good friend of mine who saw that I was taking microdose gummies and she said, can I try some? And so I gave her some of the sativa strand and she said it has made such a difference for her at work and just in general, just feeling more alert and more focused. And it's quite amazing. So get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code normal people. That's one word. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com. Promo code normal people for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code normal people. Hello, everybody. We're so excited. Today, we're going to introduce you to the only other God-ordained podcast on the internet, and that is Faith for Normal People. Faith for Normal People. Now, for some of you, this may be your first time hearing uh, the podcast. You haven't listened to our other God-ordained podcast the on the internet. The first only God-ordained the first, podcast, right. I'm getting confused by all the how, how ordinations. Can be, how can it be only and more than one? I don't know. I mean, we're it's Christians. An, it's all in the mystery of God. We, we believe three equals one. I don't know what I know, it you. doesn't matter anyway. anyway all okay. we know is that we're right. <laughs> That's exactly right. We don't have else, to figure it out. Everyone else is wrong. Simple as that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, no, but uh, the Bible for normal people. And we thought we'd maybe start this episode as we launch into this new endeavor where there will be highs and there will be lows. There will be ins and outs. There will be fisticuffs. Oh yeah. There will be makeups. There, it will be the ride of your life, this podcast. But before we get into all of that, we thought it might be good just to recap who we are. Because some of you, maybe even listening to Bible for Normal People, we haven't really done like an introduction of who we are. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of our faith evolution and how a faith for normal people fits into that. And then we're going to maybe talk a little bit about what faith for normal people is and why we're excited about it. All right. Well, so who are you, Jared? I don't really know you that well myself. We never really introduced ourselves to each other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So go ahead. Well, I was born and raised in Texas as a Southern Baptist slash non-denominational slash charismatic evangelical, which is a, a mouthful for anyone not from that world. But for those of you who know, you know, and uh, I have my sights on getting a PhD in presuppositional apologetics. Uh -oh. No need to look that up. It's just a PhD in proving why my version of Christianity was right. That's what I, that's what that was my lifelong goal. They give PhDs in that. Yeah, apparently, apparently only yeah. a couple of places. I gave up on that and became a pastor. And uh, then after a while, I gave up on that and became a professor. And then after a while, I gave up on that. And for the past six years, I've been having hundreds of conversations on the questions, what is the Bible and what do we do with it? Mm -hmm. I think that sums it up. There's a lot of giving up. I don't know. I'm, I, I know. Should, Why'd you give up on that stuff? should redo that. Why did you give up on that stuff? Yeah, that's what Faith for Normal People is uh -huh. going to be about. We'll have to wait for that. That's exactly. Okay, Cliffhanger. Okay, cool. I told yeah. you it was going to be an emotional roller coaster. I know. Very emotional. I'm getting okay. emotional right Who now. Who are you? So anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, okay. My parents, uh, long story short, immigrants from Germany. Actually, my dad was raised in Russia, my mother in Poland, but they were German. It's weird. It's a World War II thing. Anyway, so they came over, met on the boat. And yeah, I've been sort of interested in matters of faith. I came to understand my interest in the Bible, like later after college, I, I was graduated from college and it sort of hit me like, I really want to get into this stuff. So uh, long story short, you know, graduate school after seminary. And then now I uh, I taught in seminary for well over a decade. And now 
I teach at a at a college. I teach uh, biblical studies, and uh, yeah, I write books and stuff, and have a couple of podcasts that I do with you, Jared. That's we right. Do all sorts of stuff to talk about things that matter to us and to matter to I think a lot of people who are you know in the world of faith in some sense, like what this sacred book is doing and how to handle it but also some larger questions. Right. And we started Bible for Normal People with this understanding that a lot of what we were taught in seminary and graduate school about what the Bible is and what it isn't, and recognize there weren't a lot of tools and resources for getting that message out, that scholarship, that uh, those resources to everyday people. What was being taught, at least in my tradition on a Sunday morning, was very different from what I learned in seminary about what the Bible is. yeah, And so we had this just uh, a passion to talk about it so that everybody could understand on a more basic level what's being talked about in academic circles. Right. And that's what, you know, we call it the Bible for normal people. And it's, you know, maybe the, the more expanded title is the Bible and how scholars handle it for normal people. We're trying to bring the best of biblical scholarship to bear on the lives of people who are interested in this sort of thing. Right. And that's that's how we did that. But then we we made a move, didn't we, Jared? We're doing it now. Well, there's this evolution that happened where more and more we began to, and I, I think it's something, you know, we talked about this before. This isn't new to us, but I think in our pursuit of the Bible for normal people, it became more and more inevitable for us to talk about. And that is the Bible is is one tool in this toolkit of faith. If you look historically at the Christian faith, and if you look even geographically now in different denominations and different places, the Bible doesn't take up the space that it did for, at least in my tradition, in evangelicalism. It was it was the be-all, end-all. And even in seminary— It answered all our questions. Sola Scriptura, right. which is Latin for the only thing that matters is the Bible. That's not a literal translation. Not, really, not at all, but that's close. okay, close enough. Um, and so— We have to do Latin for normal people. That's <laughs> exactly. Right, okay. That's like boxymoron. <laughs> uh, but so this, this idea that the Bible isn't the whole toolkit. There are other things and other ways. There are so many ways to express our faith that don't rely on Bible study at 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. every day. There are other ways to engage our faith outside of— just reading and rereading and rereading the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things to explore. So, Faith for Normal People, for me, is about exploring those other tools, those other sources. So, if we have, this is, I can think I can speak for you, but I think for me, a healthy view of the Bible in our faith will lead us to the conclusion that people of faith need to engage other sources and other fields, other parts of culture. That's not a loss of faith. That's not like a secularization, but that's always been part of the Christian tradition. It's inevitable too, because we're people. We're, we're in culture people, and we have we have a toolkit that we're accessing all the time anyway for different things. It's just we can't make believe that's not true when it comes to matters of faith. And you know that's always been the case. I think in the history of of Judaism and Christianity, where People living at certain times are trying to engage this ancient faith, but they're asking questions and engaging with, let's say, data that were not on the table 500 years, 1,000 years, 2,000 years, 3,000 years earlier. So this is a very serious look at faith and meaning and being human 
and what is God and all the big questions that, you know, frankly, I think occupy a lot of people. People may not be always occupied by, I wonder what this specific story in First Kings is telling me. They're actually interested, and, and we are too, this is why we're doing this, we are interested in these bigger questions of meaning that are just part of the human experience in general, and how can we process some of these things. A calling is a powerful thing. It's a very strong belief that there is something bigger for you. It's about who you are and where you're going in life. You may be in college, you may be halfway through a career, but you want something different. There's a place for you at Union Presbyterian Seminary, where students are prepared for a call to ministry. At Union, you will find a diverse community. You'll find students from different denominations and professors who will listen to you and challenge you. You'll find people who help you find your own path. You'll find a school where financial realities matter. Union offers generous financial aid, and it meets you where you are with three different platforms for learning, residential, online, and hybrid. You'll find a world-class faculty who will invest in you, a community long after you graduate that supports you and equips you for service and for leadership. Safwat Marzuk, who has been on the podcast here on The Bible for Normal People, is a faculty at Union Presbyterian Seminary and is slated to write one of our upcoming commentaries. It's no secret, if you're a listener of the podcast, how much Pete and I have relied on our seminary education and how much that has shaped our view of the world and all of our work here at The Bible for Normal People. It's your call. Respond with Union Presbyterian Seminary. To learn more, go to upsem.edu or email admissions at upsem.edu. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with that, their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee is amazing. They offer free plant consultation forever. We got our bushes in, and you can tell I don't know what I'm talking about because I just call them bushes. But we got them in last night. And Fast Growing Trees knows what they're called. Exactly. That's the whole point. It comes with this placard that tells you exactly what to do like you were in fifth grade, which is the exact instruction <laughs> level that I needed. And it was very easy to follow. We loved the process. This spring, they have their best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code NORMALPEOPLE at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code NORMALPEOPLE at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code NORMALPEOPLE. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. And some of those tools in the toolkit, if that's like a vague metaphor, I think to be a little more specific, we don't know what all those are. That's part of our exploration. But some of the things that we talk about quite a bit are things like sociology or physics right. or psychology, these fields, philosophy, arts, literature, and even I would add in there, theology. At some point, we were going to call this theology for normal people. Right. And it's amazing how many people we engage with who don't actually even understand that there's a difference between biblical studies and theology. Right. And there is a there is a big difference. A big difference. And yeah. so theology is one of these tools that isn't biblical studies. Those mm -hmm. are not the same thing. But there's a lot of theology that can happen in exciting and creative ways outside of just 
well, what did First Kings mean back then, and what does it have to say for us today? I mean, a theological question that like comes from the Bible can be, what is God like? Because the Bible has really different portraits on what God is about and what God is doing. And trying to bring those things together as the Bible describes them, that's oftentimes called biblical theology, right? But we're talking about theology in a very different sense. It's more engaging, okay, listen, moving beyond the pages of the Bible itself, what does it mean to think of God in light of things we know today that maybe people haven't known, or maybe in some cases, the things that people have known all along and have been engaging for many hundreds of years now. And one of the, you mentioned physics. I mean, science in general has been a big game changer for people. So how, how do we talk about God in light of things we know about the nature of physical reality that wasn't even a whisper of a thought in the minds of people living Two, three thousand years ago, but we are right. So what? So what? What does all this stuff mean? How, how do we bring it together? What relevance does it have for our existence to be talking about these things? Yeah, and in a way, and this is where I can always look for nuance. Is again, I grew up in a tradition where they it was all always, what does this mean for us today? But there was a lot packed into that question around what it could mean for us today and what are the sources we go to for yeah. that truth. Right. It was, we only had the Bible. And so we had to sort of, it felt like we were forcing the Bible to say something it wasn't intended yeah. to address. And so I, I that's think- the only thing in the toolkit, the Bible. Right, right. right. And I think- what Faith for Normal People is about and what we've been wrestling with for years now, probably our whole life, like you said, we just do wrestle with this, is we are facing, and I think this is the heresy that it almost, I feel weird and uncomfortable even saying it, which is funny because uh, I've been outside of that tradition for so long. The things that we wrestle with today require us to go outside the Bible mm -hmm. to address them because not everything is addressed in the Bible. And what are the tools we're using? And I think that's what was hard for me in my tradition. Looking back now, it was assuming that the Bible did have everything that we needed to address current things. And so if you asked, what does the Bible have to say about X, Y, or Z, cell phone use, we, we do construct right. a whole theology, but we don't call it a theology. We just call it, that's what the Bible says. It's like, no, the Bible, what do you mean the Bible says this about yeah. cell phones? Yeah. It wasn't in the Bible. Or recycling or yeah. or what to do in your leisure time on the weekends and things like that. Right. 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 You know, we, we do talk here, Jared, we, we've used this phrase more than once in the Bible for normal people to talk about the Bible as a means of grace, which is a very different thing than saying it has all the answers to all of our questions because it doesn't. I mean, can I, just one example, just, it just came to mind now of something that made me really think about expanding the toolkit. And many years ago, I was reading um, Father Thomas Keating, who some of you may know, but he was a, a, a Roman Catholic contemplative theologian who brought uh, he reintroduced, really, I think, modern Christianity to a lot of the strands of contemplative thinking that have been a part of the church for a long time. But anyway, he um, he refers to God. Now, don't flip out when you hear this, folks, but this is part of why we're doing this podcast. But he refers to God as the divine therapist to heal the dysfunction that we all have simply by virtue of our being human and having horrible coping mechanisms and things like that. That's a very different way of thinking than God is the savior 
who is going to wash you clean of your sins. I'm not suggesting those things are polar opposite ways of thinking, but Thomas Keating is bringing into the discussion things that we've learned over the last few generations, certainly even longer, about just human psychology and and what makes us human. And, you know, when a, when a toddler screams because he's not getting his way, is this sin or is this developmental, right? And it's a very different way of thinking. And when adults do really horrible things, are they sinning or are they still languishing in in sort of a wounded child syndrome or, you know, that kind of language. That's become very meaningful to me, honestly. And I can't address my own humanity apart from expanding the toolkit. And, you know, maybe toolkit is too sterile a way of putting it with, without having different conversation partners and, and, and gaining the wisdom from other people. And it's like, well, that's not in the Bible. I know, but most of what we do and think and when you come down to it really isn't in the Bible. Well, and even to go, not to get back nerdy into Bible talk, but since it's kind of a, a bridge and introduction to faith for normal people, even the Bible doesn't represent the religion of the people who were alive at the time the Bible was written. It also didn't capture everyone's experience. And I think that's an important way to think about it because, again, we can sort of think that this is like quote unquote progressive or this is a new like postmodern thing to do. But it just is how it's always been. It's how it's always been. And I think we know that from the earliest moments of the church itself sticking to Christianity. It's just simply not a new thing. It's, my goodness, things have happened. We've experienced things that make us think differently about God and faith. And again, not to get into it too much, we've had podcasts on this, but I think, you know, the Apostle Paul is an example of that, you know, of, of trying to figure out where does this God thing lead us now in light of all this Jesus stuff, right? And that's just been multiplied countless times in the history of human development and cultural changes and linguistic changes and people living in Asia is different than people living in Canada or South America. It's just, we just, we want to talk about our humanity and how all this connects to the question of faith and God and, you know, We'll usually get into Christianity specifically and Jesus and the gospel and the Bible. All those things come together. Those are the topics of wide-ranging conversations that are that are philosophical, that are theological, that are scientific, that are hermeneutical, like how you interpret things. It's and it's fascinating, but it's it's bigger than just the Bible itself. That's the point. And I think that's that's critical for me in this journey is recognizing over the years I've recognized when I'm talking about God or when I'm talking about the Bible, I'm often, when I'm trying to understand it, I'm using the language of other fields. And it it is not helpful to remain ignorant of those other fields. If mm-hmm. I truly want to understand it, um, for me, a big part of that was understanding literary criticism. Mm. Because it occurred to me one day, the Bible is a literary product. It's mm. written in words. There are stories yeah. in it. And for me to really understand what's going on in the Bible, I have to understand literary criticism. And to understand literary criticism, I have to understand language. And it, and on and on it goes. The questions are unending in mm-hmm. terms of our curiosity. And even thinking through, you know, to tie these together, just something that came to my mind is you said kind of the early church and how they're wrestling with this. From the beginning, you said Paul, in light of his culture and experience of Jesus, 
has to rethink a lot of things. I was just thinking of going back to the creeds and how one of the most important parts of these, the creeds of the church was this phrase, homo usios, <laughs> which is so influenced by Greek culture. Mm-hmm. That phrase itself. What does it mean? One substance. Yeah. To be of the same substance. The son is of the same substance as the father. You, right? you don't, that already in the creeds, we have very philosophical language. We have non-biblical seems, language yeah, it seems, to describe something. But right. it's not just non-biblical. They didn't make it up from whole cloth. It was a part of a Greek philosophical tradition. Right. So it, they're borrowing from Greek philosophy to make a declaration about who Jesus is. And that, we're still doing that today. And how can we not? Right. Right. That's the point. In this podcast, we want to own that and have conversations based on curiosity and not to come up with, I mean, those of you who have listened to us, you know what's coming here, not to give the final answers on complex things, but just to ignite our curiosities about our own human predicament and how the whole God thing factors into that. I think to me, it's that simple. And that is a conversation that has to take you beyond Bible verses, or even the biblical world, and acknowledge how, in a sense, we're very similar to people who lived thousands of years ago, but in another way, we have nothing in common with them whatsoever. And and if we believe God is real, still real, not just back then real, but still real somehow today, how do we talk about this God? How do we talk about this Jesus? How do we talk about this faith? How do we talk about this this tradition we call Christianity? How do we do that? And once you start asking those questions, you are you find yourself very quickly in, let's say, a multidisciplinary world, yep. right? Where, where things like psychology or science, I mean, you can't read Genesis 1 and 2 without a modern person without thinking like, yeah, but science says something a little bit different. How do we think through this, right? That's a very easy example, but it's, it's hard to avoid. And I don't think it's something we should even consider avoiding. It is, it is, I think, responsible for us as human beings to think creatively and what's the right word here? Synthetically about our faith, to bring in these quadrants of our reality as we experience them to be at peace with the whole question of our religious faith. And that's a task I think that's very much worthy of doing. I mean, I'm that's that's why I mean I love the Bible for normal people. I love nerding out. I love thinking about those texts in part because thinking about them drives me to these kinds of questions. That's that's how these two things are related to me. Mm-hmm. It's my work in biblical studies as you know in seminary and doctoral work and 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 now teaching and, and writing for 30 years it's because of all that that I have expanded my conversation partners far beyond this this ancient text called that we call the Bible. Right. And speaking of that tie, you know, the questions we ask at the Bible for all people have been, what is the Bible and what do we do with it? Mm. And the what do we do with it has expanded into this vision for faith for normal people with two other questions. What is faith and how do we live it? And so I don't want to end this introduction to this podcast without the flip side. While we've talked, I think for some people, this is going to feel abstract. You're talking about physics and science and sociology. And as a field, that seems abstract. But very practically, we want to bring wisdom and experience and expertise to questions of faith. And 
how can we better lean into the fullness of the human experience and how it connects with faith and belief? And so we, our hope is that this doesn't stay abstract, mm-hmm. but that it is, it is personal, which is uncomfortable for me and probably for you. I don't know if it is. It's uncomfortable for me to make it personal. I'm fine talking about it in academic terms and at the abstract, but I don't want to let us off the hook. I would want this podcast to help us explore more personally this mm-hmm. faith question. And so for us, this is about you and I being in the position of learners. Right. We, we've both taught biblical studies, you for longer than me, but we've, we've both been in this world. And so Bible for Normal People is a space we're really comfortable in. Faith for Normal People, we're going out on a journey to, to ask questions and be curious. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know where it's going to end up, to be honest. And that's fine. That's just the way it is. But to have, that's why, you know, we'll have people on who might talk about a topic that may, for them, hold no real religious meaning. But it may for people of faith. So you and I are going to make a habit of almost debriefing after some of these episodes and talking about, well, here's what I'm hearing about this thing that this person said about cosmology or about child development or about what it means to be in a group of people in a context like sociology, things like that, how that affects us. They may, our guests may talk about these things from the perspective of their own field, but we're going to try to tie these pieces together because that's the stuff. I mean, the stuff that's changed me most has not been things like, here's a book that makes you think differently about God or something. It's like, no, here's just a book that just talks about stuff and and I, I'm reading it and who hasn't had this experience? You read it and it's like, uh, this has implications for how I think about everything else. Mm. Those are the kinds of conversations we're looking forward to having. Absolutely. So we're very excited about Faith for Normal People. It's going to be coming your way starting next week. I mean, it's here today, but we'll have our first guest next week. And we're opening with, again, to to anchor this in, in storytelling, which isn't always going to be the case, just like Bible for Normal People. We're going to have a diverse set of guests, diverse contexts and fields and everything we're going to be talking about. But we're opening with uh, Rhett and Jesse McLaughlin um, from the duo, uh, Rhett's from the duo Rhett and Link. Mm-hmm who has gone on a spiritual journey. Um, Rhett and Jesse both have gone on this journey some ways together, maybe some ways apart. Um, We'll see. But we wanted to start with a story of faith transition and how this looks in real life. And so we're really grateful for Rhett and Jesse to launch us on this new journey here. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks to everyone who supports the show. If you want to support what we do, there are three ways you can do it. One, if you just want to give a little money, go to the BibleForNormalPeople.com front slash give. And if you want to support us and want a community, classes, and other great resources, go to the BibleForNormalPeople.com forward slash join. And lastly, it always goes a long way. If you just wanted to rate the podcast, leave a review, and tell others about our show. Thanks for listening to Faith for Normal People. Don't forget, you can also catch the latest episode of our other show, The Bible for Normal People, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was brought to you by the Bible for Normal People podcast team. Brittany Prescott, Savannah Locke, Stephanie Spate, Natalie Wyand, Stephen Henning, Tessa Stoltz, Haley Warren, Nick Striegel, and Jessica Schaub.